there. My name is Sarah Bowling, and I'm so excited that you're listening to my podcast. I'm praying that God speaks to you through this podcast. Your heart is encouraged and overflowing with love. Thank you so much for listening. Love to have you subscribe and, of course, share this with your friends. I know God has really great things for you in this time together. Thanks so much. Hey, hey, thank you so much for watching, listening, and we're continuing our series, like a part two series, uh, Flip the Script. And how about starting with a joke? Well, maybe I should invite you to subscribe first before I tell you the joke, because you might not want to, well, no, I think you'll want to subscribe no matter what, because we have great content. So here's your joke. Um, Who hides in the bathroom at parties? (laughs) The party pooper. I get it. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just did that. Well, you know, next week's going to be boatloads better. And uh, I want to continue our series, Flip the Script. Jesus flips the script. Um, We talked a couple weeks ago about being a follower of Jesus, a disciple, and how during that last week of Jesus' life on earth, um, the disciples kind of flipped the script. They were, you know, celebrating Jesus' triumphal entry. And then four to five days later, they're all abandoning him. Last week, we talked about the donkey, uh, donkey carrying Jesus, and then flip the script that we carry the cross, and Simon of Cyrene carried Jesus' cross. And then I want us to think about another individual in this whole scenario of flipping the script. And uh, this guy, his name is Nicodemus. And Nicodemus was part of the Pharisee crowd. And on Uh, Palm Sunday, when Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, triumphal entry, the Pharisees told Jesus, hey, you need to tell all of your followers, your fan base, your fan clan, that they need to zip it. This is way out of bounds. It's inappropriate. Um, They were religious and they knew the law of Moses and the legalism. And they were challenged. They were confronted um, by Jesus, um, the praise and adulation he was receiving. They were probably jealous, angry, um, wanted to squash him, wanted to control him, and wanted Jesus to conform to their parameters, their expectations, their idea of appropriate, pious worship. And it's interesting because Jesus told the Pharisees, look, if if they don't celebrate, the rocks will cry out. This is such a jubilant day, such a fantastic celebration. I want you to answer this question. Think about this for a moment. When have you ever felt you worship Jesus and it was absolutely one of the most glorious experiences of your life? Have you ever had that experience where you're worshiping Jesus and it's like, I'm all in. I'm a, and it's 100% like just almost a divine heavenly experience. If you've ever had that, uh, just kind of make a little thumbs up or leave a, uh, answer the question right there. Just say, yeah, that happened to me here. I mean, I've had a couple of those um, experiences and I love it. I love it. And I think the disciples on that day, Jesus triumphant entry, and I think they were very caught up in celebrating and honoring and worshiping Jesus. But in contrast, the Pharisees were confrontational and combative. (laughs) True to form. True to form. I mean, that's you, see, you read about them over the course of, of the Gospels, and you see this. It's not anything abnormal for the Pharisees to be cranky, hostile, and combative with Jesus. But the flip, the script gets flipped because it's interesting. I mentioned at the beginning Nicodemus. Because when you read all the way through and you go to actually the Gospel of John, you'll see that Nicodemus 
um, bought a whole boatload of burial supplies, resources, myrrh, and all the things they used to bury a body. Nicodemus, who is a Pharisee, bought all these things to prepare Jesus' body for burial and helped carry Jesus from the cross, prepare him for burial and to bury his body. Nicodemus. Nicodemus, he flipped the script. The Pharisees who were cranky with Jesus and combative with Jesus on, on his triumphal entry, Nicodemus, in essence, leaves all of that community, all of his religious undertones and, you know, pious, particular uh, legalism. And he says no to all of that so that he can honor, revere, and prepare Jesus' body for burial. He, he flips the script. And I love what, what Nicodemus does because he chooses chooses to honor and celebrate and revere Jesus, even in his death. Um, and he leaves the Pharisees to be more loyal to Jesus. And so the challenge on this, I would say, is, you know, some of us, we have religious upbringing. I'm a pastor's kid, so I have a, you know, I grew up sleeping under pews. So there's a whole lot. And, and some of it was great in my upbringing, and some of it was a little neutral, and some of it not so great. But I want us to be careful that we don't consider the following of Jesus a religious expression, but rather relational. And I think that's a big script flip, is that we're not religious and, and going dutiful obligations and pious particulars and legalistic logistics, but we're very intimate and we're relational, we're raw, we're honest, and, and we take risks because of our relationship our commitment, our loyalty to Jesus. So thank you for subscribing. Hit the notification bell right there. Keep you posted when we put up new content. And again, we got fantastic content. So make sure you share this with your friends. Because again, this is a really, really great series on flipping the script. Here is your magnificent joke. Uh, what do you call a pig who knows karate? Call it a pork chop. <laughs> I know you're like, that is so lame. I agree. I agree. However, let's get into something a little more meaty and meaningful, so to speak. No pun intended. Pork chop, meaty. Get it? I know. I'm sorry. I'll just get into <laughs> flipping the script. I'm going to flip the script from corny, cheesy jokes to something meaningful and, and actually, I think, really helpful for us today. So we've been talking about Jesus coming into Jerusalem, his triumphant entry, and how the, the script was flipped. Flipped for the people who were his disciples, flipped for the donkey who carried Jesus, and then Simon Cyrene carrying Jesus' cross, and, and the Pharisees, and Nicodemus being a, an example of the script that got flipped. But I want us to think about this even from a broader context, because when Jesus came into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday, there was the anticipation, and I believe this, a lot of people probably thousands of people in Jerusalem, many of the Jews anticipated and were eager and turned out to celebrate Jesus because they thought he would liberate Jerusalem and Israel from Roman oppression. At this time in history, the Romans had, were occupying and controlling um, all of Israel. And Pilate, He's a Roman governor. He's put in place by, by the Caesar in, in, in Rome. 
and you have centurions, Roman centurions who are patrolling, and you have tax collectors who are giving money to the Roman Empire. And the Israelites and Jews didn't like, a lot of them, some did, but most of them did not like the Roman occupation. They felt like these guys are, are interlopers and they don't belong. They need to hit the road and go back to their own country and leave us alone in our country. This is our country and they don't belong here. They're not the welcome guests. They're the intruders. We want them out. And so a lot of people saw Jesus as the potential liberator of Rome, from Roman oppression. And when he rolled into Jerusalem, you know, huge crowds turned out so excited, happy to have Jesus here. And they anticipated that he would be uh, a king and he would uh, roll in with political agenda and overthrow the oppressors. But Jesus flipped the script. <laughs> I, I, I think he does things that we don't anticipate. Instead of coming into Jerusalem and confronting Pilate immediately, hey, who do you think you are? You need to hit the road, buddy. You don't even belong here. Jesus doesn't do that. Instead of going directly to Pilate, Jesus goes directly to the temple, <laughs> the high point of all Jewish worship, and he upends the temple. He throws over the tables. He kicks out the money changers. He upends the whole thing. And he, he's super confrontational. He's like, how dare you turn the, my house of prayer into a house, den of thieves? I mean, he just does, he flips the script. And here's a question for you to think about. Has Jesus ever flipped the script on you? And you're like, what? And you kind of feel like you're in a free fall and you're, what's happening here? If you've ever had that experience, just put a thumbs up and let me know. Give me that feedback because it's important to think Jesus flips the script and sometimes we don't get it. But here's my thing for you and for me as well. I want us to follow Jesus no matter what he does or what he doesn't do. He, do he doesn't come into Jerusalem as the liberating king to get rid of the oppressors. He rolls into Jerusalem. First thing he does is hits the temple and upends the whole thing, turns it upside down. And then towards the end of the week, he, he's crucified. He's not the victorious king. He's the convicted criminal and crucified, brutally murdered. And, and it's just massive twists. You're like, uh, I don't know if his, I don't think his disciples saw that, even though he told them ahead of time. He told them multiple times, hey, <laughs> we're heading into Jerusalem and, and they're going to kill me. And just to let you know, and I'll raise from the dead third. But I don't think, I think the disciples couldn't get their head around that. Number one, it's not what they wanted to hear. Number two, it didn't make any sense. And I think sometimes when we follow Jesus, we have to expect that Jesus won't always do the expected. Jesus oftentimes does things and, and does things we don't expect. And then sometimes he does things that doesn't do things that we expect or vice versa. And I think we have to be committed to follow Jesus no matter what, to stay loyal, to be faithful, and to be committed with Jesus. No matter what he does or what he doesn't do, no matter if we don't understand what's happening, this doesn't make any sense. You know, Jesus in Gethsemane and, you know, Peter, James, and John, they're sleeping. And Jesus is like, can't you keep watch with me? And they can't. They're tired and probably stressed, <laughs> you know? So... Let's follow Jesus no matter what, no matter how the script and plot of our life is going, you know, left turns or like 
you know, drops, you know, like you feel like you just had the rug pulled out from under, whatever it is, let's continue to stay loyal, faithful, committed with Jesus and to follow him no matter what. So thank you so much for subscribing. Hit the notification bell right there. Keep you posted when we have new content and pretty soon we're going to start a new series. And of course it will be. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm super stoked to get time with you. And of course, I'd love for you to subscribe, share this with your friends and really sense God working through you as well as in you in these words. So thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.